Welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Gus Child. Today, we're reading and discussing Psalm 23, authored by David, King David, a huge contributor to the book of Psalms. He was basically stating truth established by God. You see, there are things that God promises and says in his word that he does and has already done for us. And in this particular psalm, David was just affirming that. And just like David, we need to speak God's word concerning us and not what the enemy says contrary to it or necessarily what we feel. Because, well, our feelings can sometimes put us in opposition to God. A great example of this is when David penned Psalm 19, which we discussed in the episode Nothing New Under the Sun, Depression, if you want to check that out. As we can tell by his words, he was clearly feeling depressed. But as we established, depression ain't from God. But just as we see David, whether he was feeling depressed or not, when he wrote Psalm 23, penning words that say, this is what is true and what I believe God has established concerning me, we got to do the same. So let's go ahead and dig into this good reading. And David writes, The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with all my cup overflows. Certainly, goodness and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life. And my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. In verse 1, David says, The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in need. So he's saying the Lord is the one who guides and takes care of him, which is what a shepherd does with sheep, which is what we are. And he'll do that very thing for us when we follow him. Then he says in verse 2, he lets me lie down in green pastures. You know, when we lie down, we're not working. And green pastures have what sheep need to survive and thrive. So basically, David's saying, in God, the work's done. It's finished. He provided everything we need before the foundation of the world. All we got to do is lie down in it as he leads us to it. And continue with verse 2 when he says, He leads me beside quiet waters. Quiet waters signify rest, God's peace. That means when we allow the good shepherd to lead us through Holy Spirit, we'll be at rest and peace. Yeah, baby. Like Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Otherwise, if we don't, and choose to follow Satan instead of quiet waters, God says in Isaiah 57, verses 20 through 21, The wicked are like the tossing sea. It can't be quiet. And his waters toss up refuse and mud. There's no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Verse 3 reads, He restores my soul. He guides me in a path of righteousness for the sake of his name. 
Our soul is the sum of our will, mind, and emotions. So he's saying God doesn't only tend to our physical needs, but he'll also bring us back to our inner selves, the true essence of who we are, who God uniquely created us to be. And when he originally created us, he didn't create us with a mind of sin, but through the fall, we now have that sin nature in our flesh. However, as we're in him, allowing him to restore us, he'll lead us in the right way to do the right things because we represent his name when we call him our shepherd. He's done all the work ahead of time and all we got to do is follow. Verse four reads, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David tells the real here. He says, along the way to the pastures and quiet waters as sheep, the shepherd leads us through some valleys. And we know valleys only exist when they're between two high places, which identify them as low places. Sometimes these low places may seem dark and may even threaten our lives, our safety. But all we got to do is trust the shepherd who's already walked the path before us and knows every thread on the path he leads us on. And being the good shepherd, he's going to protect us because we're under his care and have put our trust in him. Therefore, if he's already walked the path and we follow his footsteps, we're going to make it because he did. So there's no need to fear anything. And since he's in front of us, we can know that he'll use his tools of protection, his rod and staff to prod us in the direction we need to go to avoid harm in our path and to fight off whatever purposely comes into our path to harm us. Now, if you know God like I know him and like David apparently knew him, you know him as the God of the twist. And I ain't talking about no chubby checker either, but bet he got them moves, though. Child, God will throw things for a twist all up in the enemy face. And I mean them kind of twists that make you go dang with an ugly face. Or laugh, like it says he does in Psalm 37, because while he allow the wicked to do some foul stuff they think they're getting away with because he hadn't done nothing to them yet. Oh, he already got that day of justice planned out to get what he got for him. Look, can you imagine? Sovereign God on his throne, sitting back, watching, and laughing like, <laughs> the joke's on you, boo-boo. And that's pretty much what David was getting at when he wrote verse 5, which starts off with him saying, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, if David had laid this to a track back in the day, it may have gone a little something like this. Listen, listen, as you're trolling, boo, in your cowardice trying to hide. Surely stop doing that evil, boo, cause you'll get it back seven times. Satan is lying to you crazy, got you sinning, doing evil to me. Which God has turned into blessings As you're trolling, gotta watch me Don't feel for you, nah You gotta observe this, boo Don't feel for you, nah You gotta observe this, boo Boo, 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 the fool Child, God will use your very enemies to bless you and give them VIP place settings at the table he made just for you so they can observe the benefits that came from the fruits of their labor. But one little catch, they can only look, not touch. And let me tell you, them things gonna be so hungry and thirsty just watching you eat all them blessings. So let God be God. See, 
people forget he's the alpha and omega, beginning and the end. Baby, baby, preparations already been made. And the rest of verse 5 and 6 reads, You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Certainly goodness and faithfulness follow me all the days of my life, and my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. David's basically saying God has chosen, sanctified, and consecrated him to himself. And as he's followed the good shepherd, he has all the good the shepherd has for him. That life more abundantly that Jesus said he came for us to have with all the mercy he needs for as long as he lives and is willing to receive while in God, the beginning and end of all things forever. And that goes for us too, as long as we follow him. To sum it up, in Psalm 23, David shares with us that as we put our trust in God to guide us, we'll be taken care of. We have no reason to fear. No matter how treacherous things may look, nor how big and bad our enemies huff and puff threaten to blow our houses down, God has the right tools to deal with any and every threat presented on the path as he encounters them first being the leader with us right behind. So we can rest assured the threat is all bark and no bite. No bite that's going to take us out, that is. Although God will allow the enemy to think he's having good success. And the key word is think, baby, because the good shepherd knows the path and the end has already been determined by him and for those in him. But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray and read the Bible so you can know that you know that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God, the Bible, and spiritual things explained? Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G-T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash G. T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance, and God bless you as he blesses those who bless his children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained.